Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Jack's pick. Jackie's pick. Oh, yeah. Cold cow's calamity of cased meats. It's gonna do. Jabbering, judgmental, just a car of jackassery. <laughs> Untrusting of your tastes. Uh-huh. Intolerant of your rat race. Rat unloved of Smash Mouth's fate. I don't want you back. He screams into the night like Abe Froman going up to a sausageless bun. <laughs> Except for the disappointment in his heart. I hate Rat Race. It's really bad. This poem sucks. So I married an axe murderer, Redemption Bird. Although a punch in the face would improve the disgrace of Rat Race. Jack Roosts. Axe murderer. Sweet murderer. Well, not poodoo. You're not perfect voodoo. While caged, you still manage to fly. Ah! Ex-murderer. Sweet murderer. So trusted with your japes. Definitely no rat race. So loved of Charlie's fate. Hey, Real Feels. Help me review this crazy little movie about love. Snaps. Shots fired. Snaps. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Real Feels podcast, uh, where through the grace of our patron Bilbo Grabbaggins, we give you a different movie of a different genre, and it's very special tonight because we are giving you it fortnightly. Nice! A a line distilled from this very movie, 19... 93's So I Married an Axe Murder. My name is John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. And joining me tonight, uh, we have... I'm the replacement butcher you just pulled in off the streets, Nathan. Look at the insensitive man! Stop your jobs! <laughs> Look at me! Because that's what you're paying... Post true! <laughs> that's what they're paying you well, to sure. do! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with a budget of $20 million, which I can't imagine Where'd it what go? they could have possibly spent $20 million on this film for, it returned a very miserly $11.5 million, so not a box office no. uh, titan. <laughs> but this really gets me with the feels. Can we get some beautiful bean footage for bean this Bean footage on roll it. Charlie McKenzie. Hello! Find something wrong. She's a thief. She was in the mafia. She smelled like soup. With every girl he dates. 
But when Charlie meets Harriet... Hi. Hi. What do you look for in a woman you date? But I'd really have to go with breast size. <laughs> he knows she's the one. You have the face of a wee angel. <laughs> I give! I give! I'm Charlie's father! Except for one thing. She might be a serial killer. She murders her husbands on their honeymoons, then changes her identity and marries again. I'm afraid that you're gonna leave me. Then I'm gonna cleave you? So I married an ex-murderer. I like this one, Charlie. Why don't you go and put your trousers on? The cult comedy classic is now available in an all-new special edition on DVD and Blu-ray high def. Mom, can you get the school nurse? Starring Mike Myers. Harriet! Harriet! Hard-hearted harbinger of haggis. Nancy Travis. I could do anything to you in your sleep. Stick a needle in your... Ah! 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 Mike Myers. Heed! Paper! No! Look at the size of that boy's heed. Shh. I'm not kidding. It's like an orange on a toothpick. Anthony LaPaglia. Why can't you be like the captain on Starsky and Hodge? Somebody needs a hug. And Alan Arkin. You screw up one more time, I'm gonna kick your spaghetti-bending butt back to Milan. Not now, not now. Was it too much with the ethnic slurs? So I married an axe murderer. Why don't you stay for a nightcap? You two want to be alone. Stay for a nightcap! <laughs> Digitally remastered for the best picture and sound quality. Oh, God. I'm naked, aren't I? With an eight-song digital download of the soundtrack. All you got to... We have a paper down. Special edition DVD and Blu-ray high def. Oh, I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes. Oh, Dad, how can you hate... The Colonel. Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly smarters. There she goes again. For the fourth time in this movie. Oh my god, four times in the movie they play it. <laughs> so had everybody seen this before? I had seen it about eleven billion times. Have you guys, you know, what what was your your history with So I Married an Axe Murderer? I watched it once all the way through a long time ago, back in college, and I think I watched like part of it maybe on TV at one point, but didn't finish it. And so yeah, that was my my history with it. Not a long, in depth one. But a a friendly, oh, hello, X-Murder, how you doing? <laughs> I remember watching it a little bit in like junior high and kind of like I was telling Jack, I, I it, it just occurred to me because I used to say like a varying uh, of the joke that he does in the beginning of the film where he's all like, uh, excuse me, miss, I ordered the large coffee. Hello. It's like Campbell's, you know, cappuccino. I used to say if I got like a big coffee cup, I would say. Oh, it's Campbell's cup of mocha. And I mean, now watching this again, I was like, oh, that's OK. I must have just like lifted it from the movie. <laughs> so this was picked, ironically enough, as the serial killer genre. Uh, I did this for a number of reasons. Uh, the first being that my main serial killer go-tos have already been used. That would be Silence of the Lambs and Seven. Uh, my third go-to would have been 
the South Korean serial killer masterpiece called I Saw the Devil. But we recorded that with a friend and we were going to do it as a special episode called Real Feels After Dark. But the sound quality was so unimaginably atrocious mm. that it was it was just not salvageable. And I don't have the heart right. to do it again without giving that at least, at least another chance. Yeah. And this movie has some serious feels for me. And it's got... The fortnightly, it's it's sort of the pre-Austin Powers with uh, Mike Myers playing all of these different characters. And I just, I adore his playing his own father in this movie, Stuart, and all of their various antics. Uh, the, this is by no means a perfect movie. And in fact, after a couple of watches, you're sort of like, okay, that's, I'm good on that now. <laughs> but I, my mom was a huge Saturday Night Live fan and she took me to go see Wayne's World. And so I married an axe murder and a couple of others. So this is uh, right at home in my pantheon of uh, good feels movies. Jack, I will admit that you had a very cool mom. I feel like... I grew up a little bit more sheltered in the terms of going to see the more secular, fun, you know, oh, this movie might have some tits in it. Who knows? Like, that. who knows? That's half the fun. I'm like, <laughs> Do they swear? You can't go, honey. My parents would, like, mute the cuss words and hook. Like, that's the kind of shit that I got to deal with. Like, <laughs> In fact, it got so ridiculous that I knew when the cuss words were coming, and so I started muting it. <laughs> and to this day, no, I'm, I'm just kidding, I don't. <laughs> now I listen to every goddamn so, word. I'm kidding. Um, thanks, thanks, Barb. <laughs> My mom was uh, one of four children to a uh, working-class blue-collar Irish couple, Costellos, and very Irish Catholic. Midnight Mass, Catholic I just picture school. Rudy. You are Rudy. Yeah, and I think she, once she was out from under the umbrella of like the hardcore conservative Catholicism, you know, she bleached her hair. Uh, she got her nursing's uh, nurse certificate, her registered nurse certificate, and uh, met my dad, who is sort of was almost bohemian compared to how she had grown up. So we never, you know. We never had much issue with swearing. Like, I wasn't doing it as a small boy. But we never were really censored in what we could watch. You know, if it was on HBO, she figured if it was, you know, not after midnight, then we'd, we'd be fine. If you saw a nipple or something or somebody dropped a, uh, an F-bomb, uh, it would not scar us. Uh, but I, I remember having kids uh, over for sleepovers and them getting angry with my mom because we had watched The Burbs, which was an episode that we've yeah. done previously, uh, because that's a PG-13 movie and we were only like maybe nine or ten years old. And how oh, dare, scandalous. how dare you show these kids a PG-13 <laughs> movie? It's like that, you know, the little little bit of a uh, little bit of dirt and grime. It just helps the immune system. Same way with a little bit of profanity uh, and a little bit of obscenity. Uh, it helps build a little yeah. character. So uh, that that's always been my take on things. It's it's super fun to like look at Mike Myers in this role. I mean, again, freshly coming off of Wayne's World, and you you have little little tidbits that are just fun to notice, and you know, obviously have the retrospect to look at evil exactly the fruits of david exactly and you're just like oh he's, he didn't say evil he said evil and you're like mm, oh we know where this is gonna go we know where this is coming from it's and the movie is deliciously 90s it's 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 campy enough and 
again, you're it's it's not even asking to be forgiven for what it is. Like it's it's fine. You, you and know there, there is a certain uh, suspension of disbelief. Like he he's his profession <laughs> in the movies. He's a poet. Slam poetry. But they don't really go into like, is he published? Does he sell books? Because he certainly can't afford that house and that no, uh, apartment that in San view? Francisco. No way. <laughs> by giving his little uh, his little beat poetry readings, uh, you know, off off Kerouac Street. Let alone him. How does she afford? that apartment as a butcher i mean she's obviously very popular and makes a lot of sales although we don't even know also what rose does i'm assuming maybe some type of artist because she was she was like drawing away at charlie as he was sitting over the breakfast table but again you're right a suspension of disbelief which is fine because you don't necessarily need to i loved the compared to rat race it's a it's it's not you know a full it's like you're not floating in space you're like <laughs> i'm just gonna take this helmet right off now i had to i had uh, to look up uh, full house when full house started and uh you know kind of just smile that's where he dumps her smile very, and nod like oh they're showing the full cool house, house. It, <laughs> yeah no it was yeah. so charlie tells me you're a butcher <laughs> you're a butcher <laughs> sausage, and even the the whole Scottish, I feel like, really played to to fat bastard. That oh well, of course, it's the same voice. (laughs) Every single thing that Mike Myers does, it just feels like he's workshopping it for something in the future. Uh, I was very surprised we didn't have like a little love guru. uh, Like no, 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 you don't speak of that. We do not speak of that movie. (laughs) You know, I don't think love gurus. (laughs) As bad as people think it is. Shut your mouth. I, it's well, I, I haven't seen Love Guru since the first time I saw Love Guru, so I, I don't have as, as a yeah, concise I, of an opinion once. on that. But I would agree that So I Married an Ass, ass, <laughs> ass, ass, murderer. ass Murderer. So I Married an Ass Sorry, Murderer is Riffles sort after of Dark like... Uh, yeah, there, there we <laughs> so go. I it's sort of ass. like a Mike Myers' uh, LinkedIn page. Like, it gives all of his credentials, yes. and you can see from that movie what he was able to go on and do in, in later right. projects. The The character of Charlie's father, Stuart, is so over-the-top and wonderful that it, it I almost wish he, he was in his own separate movie with his Coke bottle glasses, you know, ripping on the younger son, Heed, for his massive... A massive head that, that's, you know, rounded yet pointy in parts like Sputnik. All right, hand! Heed! Paper, no! Move that melon of yours and get the paper if you can. Pulling that gargantuan cranium about. I'm not kidding, that boy's head's like Sputnik. Spherical, but quite pointy in parts. Well, that was offside, wasn't it? (laughs) He'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillar. (laughs) And then the whole monologue at the very beginning with his friend uh, Joe LaPaglia, the, the cop in the movie, the uh, you know the world being controlled by a pentaveret composed of the Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. And the question is begged: Why Colonel Sanders? Because he puts a super secret ingredient in his chicken that makes it crave it fortnightly. It, it's a a wonderful little nostalgic movie my god there's so many little parts that mm. even just dropping kramer in there uh it was just kind of like a hey hey i forgot your yeah it, it served no. it served no purpose 
it served no real purpose. But I mean, that's kind of almost the the feel, almost like the shtick of this movie. I mean, it's just like Wayne's World was based off of a Saturday Night Live sketch. This feels like it's just maybe like a little bit of an amalgamation of little skits and funny bits uh, rather than just like not that it isn't cohesive, but it's not. But it doesn't have almost like a uh, a good pacing of a normal of like a, a normally like cohesive film. But again, with the different characters, I'm loving it. I loved Brenda Fricker because the first time I ever saw her was in Home Alone 2. And you never really got to hear her fully talk. And she just... <laughs> Turtle doves. Um, her accent is beautiful. <laughs> well, But I mean, the sheer amount of cameos. Oh, yeah. You've got uh, Charles Grodin. Uh, Phil Hartman in one of my favorite all-time scenes in this movie as the just the bizarre Alcatraz uh, tour guide slash former security guard uh, John Johnson but everyone calls him Vicky Michael Richards is as Drew had said uh, Stephen Wright as the pilot and then Alan Alda in an uncredited role as the chief or not the chief but like the captain yeah. of uh, Joe LaPaglia's police department uh, and there's just so much little bits of flavor in this recipe that it's it's sort of like a chicken soup or a chili yeah but just elevated enough to stand a few inches taller than its oh, its yeah. uh, its companions in this genre Charles Grodin yeah. coming off of Beethoven I believe and still just, being recognized. I, <laughs> I so need this in a car. weird way, no. I kind of wanted. Um, <laughs> on the first rewatch, I was like, "Ooh, is he like? Is, is he, he the axe murderer? The is jealous, he the serial like, killer <laughs> first that kills the like?" And I thought that would have been a really fun tie-in, or even having them work together. Like he's kind of with Rose, and he does the dirty work, and she kind of like targets them, and is like. Yeah, kill this one. This is, the, you know, I don't know. I thought it would have, would have been a good little shoe in for for Charles because they should have had they should have had like the random boyfriend pop in from Pulp Fiction uh, to come over and like see Rose. He, I love Charles Gooden, Groden and uh, Dave. Uh, I don't know. That's a little little well known one. I love yes. that movie. But yes, with Martin Short. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 is a oh, good yeah, one. It's, milk it's toast. very vanilla, but, but still good. Stephen Wright made me laugh. I I thought it was great to just like slap in a random comedian, you know, having on there. And it's like, oh no, no, I do this all the time. I just never have flown in. Do night. we <laughs> like Nancy Travis as? Yes, yes, yes. She reminds me of a young Julia Roberts in this movie. <laughs> She has a young Julia Roberts kind of face. She's got that sort of that bubbly energy, but still enough ambiguity that you're like, is she the axe murderer? Mm -hmm. Is she the white widow? But I think they lean sometimes too hard on it. Like when he's like, so like, what's the worst thing you've ever done? You know, like, have you any like, have you brutally murdered anyone? She's like, well... You know, d- well, that's the red herring. But, no, that's but the- how much better would it have been if, like, right after she says that kind of dead faces, she laughs and, like, ha because she... Or the health shake yeah, scene. Yeah, th- that, li- that was a little contrived. Have you ever whole... just, like, stood behind someone and just, just imagined it? Just the the only push. thing I liked about the, the health, health, health <laughs> shake scene was the visual comedy where he sort of, she backs him into the closet with the glass door. And then she slams the door, and let's—it's like people off camera right, just, just dumping, dumping stuff. 
dumping all this instead of him know, opening that door break a brack i wanted on him it. to just reach up and just turn out the light like thank you that's what yeah, i wanted like, i wanted him to turn out the like, lights it's just done like, like good night <laughs> i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> it was weird for her to call it a shake because it to me it didn't have like the, it looked like a fizz or something. right i was like that doesn't have the consistency of a shake i mean same thing when phil hartman's all like oh we are park rangers everyone here used to be a guard and i'm like park ranger just say tour guide what do you <laughs> this isn't a park this is an island <laughs> well one night george machine gun <laughs> kelly what we, what got what we call in the prison lingo a that, bitch ugh. And he used a knife, or what we call a shiv, and cut out the bitch's eyes. And then they took turns pissing in the bitch's ocular sockets. Cafeteria's right this way. Like, it's the perfect... So and well. his demeanor, like, he sells that oh, cameo so fucking much. It's the same thing that you would see in, like... And it makes Jean- you sad. Like, yes. what else could he have done? So much. Like, if if that is almost like the one of the diamonds in this film and it was five minutes of Phil Hartman. What could he have done if he hadn't, uh, hadn't sort of, sort of bizarrely and tragically, uh, met his end. Uh, I mean, probably just shortly yeah. this, after this movie was filmed, it was the early to mid nineties yeah. when his, uh, estranged wife, uh, like, didn't he, she shoot him with a shotgun I think or she, something? Yeah, she shot him. It's not, it's one of those things where you're almost thankful for movies that, you know, some people don't 100% enjoy, but one that I very, very much love is Jingle All the Way. And I love Phil Hartman in that ro- in that role for that movie. Just like, oh, these cookies, these cookies. He adds such a different flavor in the movies. That I he's think he's in, such a sleaze. I, that's why I think I like just small soldiers. I mean, oh, yeah. And just in voicing various things on the Simpsons. I'm I'm Troy McClure. Job, Troy McClure. Could you imagine like him giving the tour? as vicky but then multiple people in the crowd were just characters that he's played like just like poppy <laughs> it's like it's like are there any questions it, again yes. it's, it's sad that <laughs> we we lose some of the the greats before they have a chance to to fully blossom or or blossom and and you just you just start craving more mm. like chris farley uh, that's or yeah but chris Belouche. farley and john candy uh you know you could sort of see Belushi. You could sort of see the writing on the wall where it's like, oh, yes, that's tragic, but, you know, the Falstaffian man complex, you know, eat, drink, and be merry. Sort of, they... They true, went true, down true. that path on their own, but Phil Hartman is a completely different yeah, story. It's, it's his wife getting wigged out on drugs and then just killing him. Would, I think Andy yeah, Dick yeah, was Andy. involved or gave her the cocaine yeah, or something. Yeah, thanks, Andy Dick. Or so the old wives tale which, goes. Which, is one, you, of, you, which is one of the best stories where Andy Dick was talking to someone. Was it John Lovitz? No, so he was, yeah, so I think he was talking to Billy Crystal or something. But either way, Andy Dick basically like pointed at someone's face and said, I put the Phil Hartman curse on you. And then John Lovitz punched him square yeah, in the face. Say, uh, and I'm like... If I needed more of a reason to love John Lovitz. Top of the list. Acting. <laughs> so let's, let's jump back into the movie. Ralph. Oh, the critic. Do we, we're 900% sure that Harriet has fucked Ralph. Because, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't mean, put it past her. Maybe. Uh, but but uh, the 90s were a little bit more of a delicate age. Uh, 
That was such so a, much, much like uh, so different. Uh, just to bring her in, much she like Zora the is... Gay Blade. I think they sort of tiptoed oh, around that a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I will. Oh, and like everything about that whole scene is made to believe that it's a man. And then when it's revealed that it's a woman, nothing is said really more about it. But it's like if you go back, that is definitely a um, a good time with Ralph. So. <laughs> But that's a great scene when he meets Ralph and his towel falls down. He's, I'm naked right now, aren't I? I'm, I'm naked then. So I'm very, very nude. So happy to meet you. Call me. The the Russian part, or, I, uh, I loved it, that little like kind of banter that she knows Russian mm-hmm. and, and then he's just kind of like, oh, like, you know, <laughs> what do you find what do you find attractive in a woman? Well, everyone says humor, so I would have to say a very large breast. <laughs> very, no, no, breast, breast size. size yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and amanda Plummer plays a uh, uh, great just weird rose uh and that's sort of introduced right off the bat where she's like oh let's stay for breakfast we'll make you some some nice crispy bacon silver dollar pancakes some silver dollar pancakes and you know fried the eggs coffee and kona coffee me. i was like then, oh hell yeah some kona coffee and bacon <laughs> <laughs> the next scene it's like a bowl of fruit Sorry, we didn't have any of those things oh yeah no no that other stuff will probably kill you but it does you know it, it does raise the question when she when charlie goes to leave and she's like don't worry i'll i'll tell uh harriet that nothing happened and he's like but but nothing nothing did happen yeah because you know, he caught her in the right. shower and well you had sex with uh so you know harriet i wouldn't say i know her but you had sex with her hello she wants to plant those seeds of like doubt and deceit so she can inevitably get rid of charlie i'm kind of impressed with uh with amanda Plummer. if you look at her imdb she is working this girl she's like the uh yeah, the female Who's the guy that plays Hell Hellboy? Uh, uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Like, well, first of all, Ron Perlman's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, she. I, and I always just thought, oh yeah, you had Pulp Fiction. Like, I guess that's all you've done. But I mean, she's been in a crazy amount of stuff because I think weird faced people. <laughs> no offense to Amanda Plummer whatsoever. <laughs> I think that there needs to be weird face people in this world. It makes the world awesome. That's why but, Ron Howard is like the horror yeah, movies. And, no, like, no, she's got that, that sort of that raspy voice. But yeah, like I, I think on. That that's yeah, that's is. why she it's gets so distinct. many roles is because they don't want the typical like just milk toast Trisket bitch. They want someone a little bit different, a little bit weird, a little bit quirky, and and she's a good actress. I liked I liked her. The little bits that she had, just of mm, be careful, <laughs> crazy. I think she did a good job, and I and yeah. and of course, I, I I it's it's definitely kind of like the surprise when it all comes, you know, tumbling down that it is, you know, Rose who is actually the killer, and everything is just you know coming to fruition. I love the scene. It's all like. Yes, I wrote the note. You were not supposed to be in the room when the note was written. Very, um... It's, it's, it's like enunciating every single word. But it's it's <laughs> like she's reading a murder mystery novel, like, like ending, like... Rick you Perot, like, took her from Let me tell you how I me. was gonna do it. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, but it wasn't for you meddling, <laughs> Charlie. Uh. <laughs> Charlie! So let's uh oh, talk the, about the, the butcher scene. 
yeah. great little great little montage of of comedy there but i also enjoyed when charlie drives by the second time and she's outside putting up the sign outside of her butcher shop and she's in like the li- <laughs> little holland girl outfit where you're like mm, yeah, yeah, very good come on and try that tenderloin hmm? oh, but don't mind if i do the wedding scene with yeah. the piper down uh is is also wonderful there's just there's a lot of good stuff in here, but there's also a lot of mm. real quick to go back to like the butcher stuff. When they're doing the montage of their relationship, it shows a scene where they're like back working together, which I kind of was like, wait a minute, do you need this? First of all, this is not how you just get a job. Like, oh, I worked in a butchery before. Like, let me just yeah 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 put on an apron. Like, mm, okay. Maybe actually, you know what? Back in the '90s, that probably was a pretty uh, easy way to get a job. Like, oh yeah, I've done this before. Okay, there's there's a broom. Start pushing. Like, okay. I think again, it's the suspension of disbelief to simply just drive the plot. And she might have just been working an angle of like, yeah, no, 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 go put on an apron. Yes, we'll spend more time together. Okay. <laughs> or oh sweet, I didn't even discuss like benefits or pay, so I can literally start th- start this guy out at like minimum well, wage. Well, again, there he's he's a, he's a beat poet. <laughs> I th- I think I think the viewer was led to believe that Charlie would be paid in uh, a little bit mm-hmm. of a different coin I for think- his efforts, and especially after the first time when he buys the haggis, and she's like, "Will there will there yeah. be anything else?" Like Land that was on thick. dear Charlie. Didn't laid it on thick. That was a thick wake cut you. of meat. Right thanks there. for thanks for such a fun night and the hot the dog. hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> but they bonded over case meats. Oh. Like the one scene later on with the cop where he eats like he's eating a hot dog without her, but it makes him like like go back and think about her. Like mm, yes, yes, no that. And so he, does, and he doesn't blow out the me. candle. If Jack was ever like sad about you know just about a relationship, he just has jar like a one of those um like <laughs> cheese puff type jars, but it's just a bunch of like little smokies, and he's just grabbing. It, he's like, "Go back to her. You <laughs> 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 love each other. We <laughs> 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 bonded over Kate. <laughs> Don't do it, Charlie. Stay Don't go." <laughs> Charlie, don't go. Stay with the hot dog. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, good God. Yep, 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 yep. Well, what else do we want to say about So I Married an Axe Murder? I know. I mean, we we have we about delightful ensemble it? cast. Uh, it's set in I San have... Francisco. Uh, accents galore. Predating infamous characters for Mike Myers. You have, interestingly enough, I mean, if you look at the director's IMDb, it's predominantly TV. It's a lot of TV. Yeah, he did not do much else as far as film. I do want to touch on Alan Alda's cameo as the uh, captain of the police. Uh, (laughs) Because he's so overly nice, and Joe Lepagula's character is like, you know, no, you can't be like this. You know, you're supposed to come in and like, you know, tell me, uh, you know, threaten me and, and tell me I'll be off the case. And when he finally does that at the end of the movie, it's such a great scene. But then he was opens the door. He's like, did I lay it on good, too thick? He's like, no, no, no. It was good. It was good. It was good. But then when he like, is like, stop, like, I really don't have time. And then he's kind of like practicing it again. Like he's like, like he just like did like a, uh, an audition. 
Love it. But that's Love great it. acting, man. <laughs> uh, and then we should ch- touch uh, once on Brenda Fricker. Like Drew said, right. uh, Academy Award winner. What? Did, uh, wait, what did she win an Academy Award for? Playing a, just a great lovable yeah. bomb. My left With, foot. Um, oh, uh, Daniel Davis. Yes. I believe uh, Alan Alda is also a Academy Award winner. I think he may have gotten it for uh, was it the the little girl, the sunshine, or little? I think he got it for Little Miss Sunshine, but I, I could be wrong. Folks, call the Tooch line. Let us know if I'm I'm fucking off my rocker here. Tooch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so should we uh, graduate into uh, segments? Segments. Segments. Seg- seg- oh, segs. Segment. Seg segs. All right. So segment number one. She smelled like soup. She smelled exactly like beach, beef vegetable soup. Have you ever dumped or decided not to date someone due to a very superficial reason? Bonus point, were you ever dumped and found out the reason was also superficial? Can I just make one comment? It, 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 did, it suddenly occurred to me, you kept saying Alan Alda. It's Alan Arkin. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you I so much, folks. Like, wait a minute. Call the, Matt, call the tooch line. Tell me I'm off my rocker. <laughs> Alan Arkin. Thank you. I don't mind going right. first, but if, if someone wants to jump in first, I, I'm good with either way. I'll go first. I don't mind. They were too short. Whoa. There you straight go. Straight up. Uh, or straight down. So they were under four feet or under five feet. Oh, I was foot, like under foot. four feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so under five feet, approaching five feet, but well under. And at that age as sort of a high school, you know, proto college student. Being a foot and a half taller, it seemed, uh, you know, were these surmountable differences? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was the the reason. She, she was too mm. short. Yeah. Uh, and then conversely, I was dumped for uh, not supporting their interests. This person adored the Kardashians. <laughs> that's a, that's uh, a good reason. Never missed an episode, stocked social media, and, and I made fun of them incessantly. Uh, because such an interest seemed like such a vapid waste of time and energy. Because it is. <laughs> uh, but I was, I was not, uh, was not brought to tears or, or melancholy. I bid by, you by that adieu. <laughs> uh, adieu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there was like, uh, like you're not gonna fix it or change your ways. No, no, no. no this has been nice. Have a good okay. One. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Do you want to go? You finish it out. You, you wrap okay, it out. All right. I have, I have two, right. um, but I don't have any of that that I found out that was superficial. Whenever women, you know, break up with me, it's just, it, uh, it's, you know, it's usually I'm just it's super justified. emo. Maybe that's <laughs> the reason they're just like, you are just straight up emo, Nathan. Anyways, both of these. I think I'm going to be sick. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I need to write songs. I need to dope. Okay, so. The the first one um, was back in middle school, and I oh we're name oh, dropping. We should, oh, okay, uh, sorry. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. I love it. Go for it. Go for it. Her name was. I'll just put like a screeching like cat it. noise. Um. So that person, <laughs> screeching cat noise. We were in what they call oral language, which is like a competition where you as a as kids like you recite a book and pseudo act it and but you have to like enunciate words properly and it 
super enunciate. Yeah. Oh, just and sell everything. I got third place, and Heather got second, and I. <laughs> that, that's why. I, Nathan. I was very upset. <laughs> and the next day, I was like, "I don't think we're working out." You petty yeah, little no, shit. And like, she was like, "Is this literally because I got second place and I'm going to state and you're not?" I'm like, "I don't even know why you would bring that up." Why? Would, <laughs> did, this is one of the reasons, I guess. It just you just have to throw it in my face. Yeah. No. Uh. Yeah. I. Oh gosh. I was not handling it well. I was a middle school man. I was. I was as emo as it gets then. But yeah. So couldn't handle the the competition. <laughs> couldn't stand the kitchen. The second one, which is it's funny because and Brooke knows that she is not the Whitney Houston of singing, and I love her, and I I am with her. But this girl in choir class was very attractive, but I remember hearing her sing in like a in like a quick <laughs> second, and she was so off key. Oh my! Goodness. And like we were kind of dating, you know, when like you're like kind of dating, and um, people are like asking, oh, "Are you guys dating?" You're like, mm, oh, "You'll have to ask them," you know. Because you're because you're rose colored lenses hands. for everything. Yeah, yeah, we're holding hands, but like secretly. Oh, <laughs> anyways, that quickly stopped because I just I heard it again, and then I heard it again, and I was like, I'm I'm not about this. I'm not about this girl that is like memories all alone in the. I'm like, mm, mm, <laughs> no, this is this is horrible. You can't sing at all, and and again. Shout out to my wife. She is working on her singing all the time, and she's doing great. So, love you, sweetheart. Keep it going. Hi, See, uh, you're lucky, Nathan, because uh, you're you're not podcasting ten feet away from your wife while I am. So, <laughs> it was while, my first day while you were delivering uh, your uh, segment answered, <laughs> I texted my wife if she would bring me uh, another beer, and she texted back, "Can't watching the Kardashians." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then, what are you prepared to do? Those are Kardashians or Kardashians. Did she? No, she just, did. She just do that on purpose. She did that on. Purpose. I, I hope so. <laughs> True. Get All it. right. Well, and Gold Ducat doesn't live in Calabasas, but True. Uh, yeah. Please. So, um, we're gonna go back to the the first girl that I ever dated. And this is a time in which, while we were dating, I got caught uh, drinking. And then I was grounded for six months because parents are reasonable. Um, (laughs) So I couldn't go do anything. I couldn't, like, go hang out with her, except if it was, like, you know, a a school function because she was in the band. Or if it was, like, a church event. That was it. That was, like, the only time that I could see her. And it just, I don't know, like, and I mean, I would say I would see her at school and I get like, I guess that should have been enough. But maybe I think I had like just these ideas of like, all right, it's the first girlfriend. We're going to be, you know, going out and doing things and making memories and it's going to be great. No. And it just kind of like died like uh, like the 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 uh, I don't know, like the excitement for it. And 
I very insensitively and very like assholishly uh, broke up with her because I, I from what I remember. And I think just because like, I, I don't know, like I just didn't see things working out because I, we couldn't go do something. And that that very much I feel makes me like the asshole. Is this, is this like, uh, I will find you. No, 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 no. And, uh, and she's like, no, like, I'm just going to go with these Indians now. Like, this has been nice, Drew. No. See you later. I feel like it's it's instead of that, it's more mind the church events, mind this. Two minutes, two <laughs> minutes, not, minute, not, not enough, enough time. time. <laughs> Drew turns to and is like, my liver's soaking wet. No, 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 no. She, she is, um, she's often married to a wonderful guy, and she's, she's living her life. She's doing great things. So, hopefully, hopefully, like, no, I, I don't think hard feelings were, you know, kept maybe for long. But yeah, I was, I was an asshole at, uh, with that, and it was not okay. Now the bonus one is where I was rejected. Now we didn't start dating, but there was a girl at uh, one point in time in my high school years where I. I just I had like a big crush on her. And so I actually like asked her out. I went to her house and I asked her if uh, if she wanted to go to the movies and hang out and maybe go get some ice cream after. And she lit she literally like then avoided eye contact in that moment and like turned her head and said, oh, no, Smithers, release the house. No, Drew, I no, I can't. And I was like, oh, OK, why? And she said, my parents don't want me dating someone who's fat. And I was just like, oh, hmm, your parents, your parents don't want this. Wow. Okay. And uh, I'll be quite honest. I, I stopped talking to her after that day. <laughs> That's like a Rick and Morty win. Yes, well, you uh, should. When Morty and Summer show that uh jerry is just racist <laughs> and she's like yeah dad like that's on that's you on like you, you gotta work you gotta that work out. out your feelings so yeah <laughs> wow right? and i was just like oh okay yeah and i and i was like i mean you know what i didn't give her the time of day and i didn't even try to like even accept any explanation it it may have been her parents her may have, her parents may have actually been that way but i i very deep down in my gut like still feel like she just like somehow bullshittery like made this excuse because it was really her. You never know. It could have been like the notebook where then her mom takes her to a place uh, and like where there's some some chubby guys around. And she's like, see that man over there? I was in love with him in high school, you know, but you know, he, he was chubby. My parents wouldn't let me be with someone that was chubby. Like, uh, don't you remember the notebook I, where I remember, the mom does I that? Like, that? The, blue, the I just... blue collar guy. Yeah, like. It could have happened to you, to no. her. Notebook. <laughs> no. You're a bird, oh, I'm you a bird. Go. What do you want? Oh, what do emotions. you want? <laughs> it's not that simple. Simple. <laughs> Out of the way, right. Peck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Segment number two. Uh, touring places like Alcatraz Island and Chinatown in San Francisco or Niagara Falls are some of the most quintessential yet stereotypical tourist activities one can imagine. During your travels, have you ever toured what would what could be considered a well-known tourist trap or destination? Was it worth it? And have you ever found a lesser-known destination that was better worth your time in retrospect? I 
loved Hawaii. I thought Hawaii was awesome. But it is... Which island? Uh, the main island. or No, uh, Honolulu. Is that the main island? No, that's not the main island. Maui. No, no, no. Main, uh, the big island is the big island. Honolulu is... Is uh, the tourist. I mean... Is, is uh, west of Maui, which is east of the big island. Yeah, so that island, I mean, and Hawaii in general is, is awesome. There's, there's not much to, like, knock on it, except that it is a very, like, it feels very touristy in some areas. It can't be any worse than our trip to Hawaii. Okay, before you do anything else, I'm deathly allergic to pineapple, pork, rum, macadamia nuts, stupid tiny guitars, overpriced golf, sentimental military stuff, lava, people who I can't tell are black or Asian, apostrophes, anyone twirling flames, second weddings, and linen pants. Is there anything you're not allergic to? Yeah, the Epcot Center, where I wanted to go. Kind of like, all right, now step to the next... Like the, the the locals there are just kind of like, all right, can you please just give me your money? So you, and like, yeah, take your picture next to the waterfall. Like, go, go, let's go. We got lots of people behind you. So it was. It's I think it's all that it's cracked up to be, obviously. But again, now Catalina Island, on the other hand, I think is a lot less done. It's not something that like you just instantly think, hey, like let's go to Catalina Island this weekend. And it is gorgeous. And the water in certain areas is absolutely amazing. You can see like, you know, 30 feet down. And just, this is beautiful. So I, I would say that Catalina Island is kind of my like little, not diamond in the rough, but it's it's a precious gem. It's a lot of fun. So. A little lesser than that. I, 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 would, I wouldn't mind doing... Like a a day cruise over to Catalina sometime. That'd be kind of Yeah, fun. stay the night and enjoy the, the beach a little bit and the little shop. Every, you know, there's not really that many cars around, so it's just all walking around. Any beach town like that where you just walk everywhere is such a an awesome experience. Anyway. I've never been I've never been to Hawaii. I would not know. You need to you need to check it out. Right? I you know really, I should I should I should go check out Hawaii. But one place I have been to. Mm. So in 2009, uh, I spent uh, two weeks between England and Europe, mainly uh, Paris. So there is a place in Paris called Sacré-Cœur, and it is the highest point in Paris, and it is a church. It's a beautiful church. And what's kind of nifty is that it definitely is, I mean, I wouldn't call it like a tourist trap, but it is 100% a tourist destination. Because, I mean, once you go up there, and if you go up there at night, you can just see all of Paris lit up, and it's beautiful. It really is. What's what's definitely the fact that it is for tourists is that when you come down from the uh, hill that the church is atop on, all of the little streets that kind of like wind down to where like the buses and cars are, it's all shops, 100 percent stores, <laughs> just all little shops built into the hillside. And I mean, there's there's not like homes, there's not, you know, restaurants. It's it's just all you know, little knickknacks, goodies, touristy things. I mean, they have like snack shops, but it's not like a restaurant or anything. But yeah, uh, Sacre Coeur in uh, in Paris, highest point. You can see everything. Hmm. All right. Um, I kept mine in America. So, you know, I have been to Niagara Falls and Niagara Falls is beautiful, but there is so much shit 
built up around Niagara Falls that it's like uh, yogurt from Spaceballs. Like, Niagara Falls, the Ripley's Believe It or Not. Niagara Falls, the arcade. Niagara Falls, the hot dog stand. Niagara Falls, the wax museum. Like, there's just, outside of the, the natural beauty, there's just all this garbage around it that really sort of detracted from the overall experience. I did visit the Alamo in uh, San Antonio. And uh, anyone who has never been, of course, Pee Wee Herman was right. There is no basement in the Alamo. <laughs> I'm glad you said uh, it. I didn't have to. But I thought the Alamo was sort of like sort of out on its own. But no, Alamo is like almost in the center of San Antonio. So in the center of this bustling suburban metropolis is the Alamo. And it's this tiny ass little building tour takes about 10 minutes and you're like okay well that's the alamo and then same thing as niagara falls like there's you alamo know, like, burger oh uh general general <laughs> santa anna's ice cream shop like across the street or like you know uh you know general santa anna's uh churros come get one it's like it's so like all the immediate street corners around it are just full of like those really stupid postcard Novelties. and t-shirt shops that it sort of it, it detracts from the whole whole experience but again it's the alamo like if you go to san antonio do the riverwalk go take the little bike tour and see the see the monasteries there's other stuff to do there but the alamo was, was sort of a big letdown now the diamond in the rough uh was visiting my good friend john in new york which was nice because he's lived there for many, many years and I didn't have to look at a map or find my way around. I just had to follow John and his wife on and off of the uh, subway and mass transit system. There's so much to see in New York, but the thing that really stuck with me the most was in Manhattan, uh, in the financial district, nestled between two skyscrapers with its back against uh, the, uh, the river, is a memorial called the Irish Hunger Memorial. Uh, and it's uh, it's a half acre in this square. And when you see it from the front, it's at an angle, so it rises up. And it's uh, basically all the soil and fauna and the cobblestones were imported from uh, Ireland. All the cobblestones, they have cobblestones from every county in Ireland. And it's this beautiful peaceful irish meadow in the middle of manhattan and we went there on a sunday and it's in the financial district so there's no one around and it was just very otherworldly to turn a corner and see this little slice of the irish countryside in such an unexpected place so guys do me a favor and folks at home just do a search of Irish Hunger Memorial in New York City and see what I'm talking about. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it really sort of drives home the depth of the loss. You know, it, it, I think just this year, uh, Ireland has recovered the population that it had lost. It's back wow. up to its pre-potato famine population because they lost millions uh, in that famine when uh, due to some... Uh, you know, British policies of exporting all the, the good food uh, and then the the potato famine sort of stole all the rest. So 
uh look it up it's absolutely gorgeous it's I, very I highly recommend if you if you visit if you visit new york city you're in manhattan there's so much to do skip times square for the love of god skip times square and go see that memorial and go see the uh the big museum there weird shout out to almost any memorial there's one in boston for the jews that died in the holocaust and they're in this weird shape like of like smokestacks for the gas for the chambers and all the names are written up and so you just you stand oh, the, the glass the glass and can uh, just, smokestacks yes oh my gosh and if you ever have a chance to go to any battlefield like in kentucky or west virginia of like the civil war especially like in the morning i don't know there's something just very quiet but eerie powerful pow- yes wow. oh it people just have gives vandalized the memorial that's horrible. um like they broke the glass oh uh, Right. Well, That's and I shitty. know that the 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 memorial, the Holocaust memorial that uh, Nathan was talking about, there was a news article I saw a few years ago where like Instagram influencers were were getting up on top of those smokestacks, oh. obelisks, and you know, like posing. Same thing with the World War II memorial in uh, D.C., where it has a large reflecting pool <laughs> area with signs all around that says. Don't get in this pool. I hate people. Uh, sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> people do suck. People yeah. suck. Let's get to the third segment because that's when things this really gonna, get this interesting. This is going to be fun. So uh, this is called So You're an Axe Murderer. Uh, congratulations, uh, everyone. Uh, you're straight up killers now. Tell me what pattern you are following. Uh, are you killing people who pronounce uh, caramel as caramel? Or perhaps it's someone who says to you on New Year's Eve, <laughs> see you next year. Uh, who's your mark? Axes are so overdone, so you'll definitely have to choose a new signature weapon. And finally, what name do the newspapers give you? Mm. I would like to go last on this. I one, will go first. Yeah, so in the middle. Hmm. So we're going to go back to my, my love and one of my majors and uh, part of a, a good portion of my life. We're going back to the theater. Mm. Now, it is a time where you are bonding with castmates and getting to know a lot of different people, but more importantly, you should really learn to respect those who are behind the stage, pulling the rods and pull and making the ropes go and setting out props, especially setting out props. More importantly, again, not missing your cues and just uh paying your dues. Because when the curtain falls, someone may go with it. So we're going to be killing off people who are not giving respect to those who put their lives on the line and make make sure that a show runs smoothly backstage. And uh, hopefully the papers will be dubbing me the curtain call caper. I wanted to say curtain call killer, but I didn't want it to be KKK. <laughs> the curtain call caper. <laughs> Way to avoid that one. <laughs> the curtain call caper can kill anyone that he wants to. So I, I wanted to like have an array of different prop things that I could kill them with. Especially, you know, prop weapons. And it's supposed to be fake, but it's real. And going around town, going and doing different shows finally admitting to the fact that all the injuries happening and Spider-Man turn off the light was me. 
It's like the house of wax. Like all the like they're they're all the people I've murdered. Like all the props. Dun dun dun. Okay, yeah. Come act with us. <laughs> Forever and over and over <laughs> and, and over again and see. Join us. And We're going to do some warm-up <laughs> games. And see. No, that's, that's what you I'll should th- say before you that's kill them. That's what I would do when and I kill them. see. And then you leave a rose in their mouth? Like, no, I don't. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> All right. So I cannot stand it when tenants say... Because for me, we're we're going just straight to what I do. I mean, because there's nothing better than just getting your work anger out on the people that you work with. Um, I can't stand it when tenants say, "Honestly, we left the place better than when we got it." <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, did you? Let me show you all the pictures of that you didn't. You know, and so it just it irks me that they say that, and then I walk these places and they're horrendous. I have a runner-up, which is um, when people say God bless you, and they see it very condescending and rude, and I'm like, you don't mean that, and screw you, how dare you use religion, like, I hate, It's kind of like a southern woman saying, bless his heart. Yeah, but like, it's like, oh, it's like, it's not saying God bless you, it's saying fuck you, like, and that, ugh, okay, anyways, so... My go-to. Now, uh, chainsaws are overdone, so I'm going to go with a paintbrush covered in razor blades. And my my catchphrases are going to be, you missed a spot. Or wear and tear instead of slice and dice. like It's like paint, wear and tear. <laughs> and they're going to call me the real estate flipper ripper. <laughs> How gay is that? <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. <laughs> Take us home, right. Jack. Take us home. Take us home. Flipper. So uh, the papers call me by the uh, the abbreviation BSJ, uh, which stands for uh, Bloody Steve Jobs. Uh, <laughs> I trawl the interstate highways of California. If I come up behind you in the left lane in a non-traffic jam situation and you do not get into the right lane to let me pass, which, folks, coming from the Midwest, (laughs) there's rules to how you drive on the highway, on the interstate. And it, it seems like in most places in the country that if you see somebody flying up behind you in the left lane, it's not your job to be their goaltender. Uh, or it's not this entitled attitude like, I was here first, just go around. No, it's your job to give way, merge over into the right lane for 30 seconds, let them pass, and then you merge back if you need to, if you need to pass a trucker or whatever. But it seems like in California that there's a mentality that I was in the left lane first and fuck you go around. So if I come up behind you and you refuse to give way, even though you know that I'm on cruise control and I'm going much faster than you are and you have to make me deviate. If you make me take my true cruise control off and pass you on the right, then I'm going to follow you to your destination and with repeated blows to your temple, beat you to death with your own smartphone. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's BSJ. That's bloody Steve Jobs right there. I just imagine 
Jack, uh, like, I want to make a meme of Jack as the Wyatt Earp when he's just like, no, no, and he just, like, gets no. up out of the car. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the cell phone, no. again, that's, that's also, like, 40 to 50% of the time is that while you're passing them on the right, they're on their cell phone doing, like, you know, 70, 75 miles an hour. And that's that's not they good. They gotta check so the gram, gonna, Jack. They gotta check. I want to beat you to death with Jesus. that. Uh, and and God bless you, but uh, wherever oh. you're going, I hope it's not heaven. I'm just gonna no, put... That was for you, Jack. That was for you. That was for you. I'm gonna put Jack's face on uh, Russell Crowe's body from Unhinged, and that's <laughs> that's just gonna be Jack <laughs> driving his big truck going off to kill people. Uh, so, uh, ratings, what would you gentlemen rate So I Married an Axe Murderer? So I Married an Axe Murderer gets three woman, woman from me. Three out of five. If this movie is not Kona Coffee, it is not eggs and bacon and uh, you know, crispy no bacon. No crispy bacon. This is... Fruit Loops. And I'm okay with that. Strangely high in fiber. You know, like, but it's definitely not what it, <laughs> what I think Kona Coffee and all those things sound, you know, it'd be great, but it is the flattest, like, halfway 2.5. I, I'm not reaching to, to watch this movie, but I'm not shying away to not watch this movie. It was just like, this is good. Okay, cool. But it's not... It's a great you. analogy, Nathan. I'm going to go with uh, three out of five members of Stuart's Pentaverate. Uh, I will leave out the Vatican and the Queen uh, and will keep the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went. Far nightly. Uh, it's in this. This is, you know, this is a movie that <laughs> it's sort of an acquired taste. You know, like, folks, I've got nostalgia attached to this. If I was a newcomer. You probably would rate it less. Uh, it's it's good. It's not great. It's serviceable. But if you really like Mike Myers, and I do, it's sort of a nice peek at sort of where his some of that talent sprung from that came later on in the nineties. It's it still it was fun though. I and I enjoyed well, the second watch. So. Maybe not as much as the first. No, but I still it, it was is like, a fun. It is a fun movie. Well, man. <laughs> Have we yet? <laughs> I, I, I was digging it. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Unloved. It's sort of like Unloved a potluck Ed. where there's two or three things that you really, really love about it, but then you skip over sort of the the rest of the the dishes that were brought along. It's like the you know a potluck, but the person's like, I brought two liters, and you're like, oh okay. Or it's like a you know potluck. I brought chips and salsa. Did you make the salsa? No. It's like, well, it's then you 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 phoned that in. So there, there's a lot of parts of this movie that are phoned in, but there's also some great little nuggets in this movie that are right. that are worth watching. Did you get it from Vaughn's? Or, or from from uh, from a restaurant? No, I got it from Vaughn's. You're like, oh, okay. This is this is my mother's Waldorf salad recipe. <laughs> oh, thank thank you. Uh, so the uh, the Patreon special for this episode is uh, entitled uh, a meat for all seasons 
for five million dollars, just a simple Patreon donation, the Real Feels podcast group will open up a butcher shop here in town. Uh, It will also sell some artisan baked breads and pastries. And it'll feature a comfortable cafe area for coffee, espresso, and beer uh, that can be reserved on certain days and hours for board gaming and role play, role player gaming. Uh, mm. We'll call this place uh, Sweetbreads. I like it. Have you guys I ever like been to that. a cafe like that? I like it. Like snakes and lo- no, where where you can actually like sit yes. down and play like board games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I've been I've, to like Temblor, no. but it's not really a cafe. No. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tiddler's the bar, yeah. But that's, isn't there one that opened I was up gonna... here in town lately? Like, in the past couple of months, I think downtown, I saw an Dagnies? article. Dagnies? No. The biggest, like, the biggest field in California, where it was a nurse that was like, yeah, I've had it up to here with the pandemic, and she opened up uh, like, a, like a bookstore slash cafe. Oh. You could hang out at. Huh. But, uh, yeah, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, so, uh, Drew, where can uh, people find us on the interwebs? Uh, well, on the interwebs, you can always search for The Real Fills Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Real Fills Pod up on Twitter. You can also send us an email, realfillspodcast at gmail.com. But guys, guys. But wait, there's more. Call the Tooch line, please. We would love to hear from you, 661 661- Three seven six zero zero three zero. In fact, I challenge all of our listeners to call in and give their best woman, woman, woman. In fact, add on to the woe woman, woman. I want. I want to hear your slam poetry to outdo Charlie. From So I Married an Axe Murderer. And if you're a chick and want to do man, man, or if you're a man that wants to do man, like, or or a woman that wants to do it, I just want to hear some cool slam poetry like that. Folks, we really just want you to call the tooch line. We just like hearing from people. It's just reach out and tooch me. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, now tooch me, babe. Uh, but. Any day of the week. Yeah, any day of the week. 24 guys, hours. Seven days. 24. I mean, honestly, it's 24 hours. It goes to my phone, so you're fine. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to pick up an answer, but it goes to my phone. If you do not want to call the Tooch Line, guys, you can always go over to the Apple Podcast app. And, uh, hey, you can write a review there. We'd love to hear from you up on there. We did get uh, two more Ooh. reviews, actually, up on Apple Podcast. One came from Brad of the Cinema Guys, and the other came from our very own... Nerd revert. Oh, we got some reviews. We got some. We got our very own nerd revert. He said some kind things along with Brad from the Cinema Guys. Let me let me grab those right now. Some five star oh, reviews. Don't you don't know? know? So, uh, nerd revert gave us a five star review. It says fantastic podcast that not only makes you feel all the feelings, but makes you stop and think as well. You're damn right. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. And uh, Brad, my my good buddy Brad from the Cinema Guys, he was like, I mean, this is just the, the beginning is, is is for me. He says, Drew is the best. This is a podcast that should be added to your playlist. These guys are top notch and always entertaining to listen to. And don't forget to play the podcast where Jack and Nathan <laughs> shit their pants at Niagara Falls. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then, folks, on a technical note, um, I had participated in a Zoom meeting uh, prior to our last episode. Uh, Drew's uh, was it zany comedy, screwball comedy, screwball comedy, rat race, and my settings had reverted so that uh, while I was speaking into my microphone. Uh, it was the microphone from my laptop that was actually doing the recording. So I do apologize for the sound gaff. I sounded like shit. And uh, we will endeavor to uh, not do that in the future. We'll uh, get but, better. Uh, anyway, we'll get worse, better John. for seasons in almost five. <laughs> but uh, so what do we have coming up? Uh, we're in, We're going to be entering the fall season Ooh. soon which means gentlemen <laughs> do we get to say goodbye to the triple digits and the wildfires it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get cooler hopefully it'll get cooler when i pull up the weather on my phone it just says smoke I, I, for the past month it just says smoke it, it doesn't does. say sunny it doesn't say overcast. it just says it says smoke. smoke 108 106 i think tomorrow is actually only going to be 100 so I don't know. No, it's going to be like, it's going to be 99 oh, okay. or 97. Oh, mm. It's like, oh. Man. God, Should I, I put on a sweater? I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been rough. But you know what? Hopefully not. Yeah. Fall season is coming upon us. Uh, Nathan's going to be gracing us with his <gasps> occult horror genre. And it, now, Ooh. folks, if you're expecting great things from me, I need to, we need to go tink, 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 and temper those expectations just a wee little bit, because the horror, just for this episode and the last episode as well, <laughs> we're, we're going on a three episode, uh, it was a weird, not hiatus, but a uh, uh, sabbatical. We really went on a content sabbatical, but we're going to come back and hit it hard for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. I um again, horror is not Nathan's forte, if you will. But um I think that you'll at least be uh pleasantly surprised, I'd like to say, uh, hopefully by by my pick. And then after me, we are I was surprised by your pick. Oh, thank you. Uh, we are doing a Patreon, correct? No. No, no. 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 Uh, I think uh I I believe Patreon is kaput for the rest I, of the season. I do believe Patreon will have to be kaput for the rest of the season. Nerd Revert did up his, uh, you know, donation to a tier, but I think we may have to give him his movie come the beginning of season five. Hmm. Well, that's true. And so, Mother Dominant Helen out there, if you want to get on Patreon, show us a little love. You know. We we always have room in our house. We really do. We'll make room. We'll make room for more. After Nathan's occult horror, I'm going to bring you guys slasher horror for right in the middle of October. And then uh, rounding out that, was it end of October, beginning of November? I, I think will be for I believe me. your cerebral, yes, science. cerebral science is coming, I believe, in the beginning of November. It's uh, November 3rd. The Dark Arts. <laughs> And then Nathan will come up on November 17th. And uh, December 1st, guys, it's coming up. Episode 100. It's, it, uh, yes. And also the most wonderful time of the year where we get to sit our old good buddy Bilbo Grabbaggins down and see what sort of bounty he has for season five. Season five. 
season five where we will we're gonna have to this has been the fellowship of the field mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to come up with a new moniker for season five folks call, call the, the two line let us know if you have any suggestions yeah. for seasons five we are only taking two line recommendations yeah, god bless so if you, you want but, to, uh, yeah. oh, there it is so if you yeah. <laughs> god bless I hate, but, uh, it. I hate it. Anyway, yeah, folks, I uh, hate it. <laughs> uh, once again, from our hearts and from ah. our uh, our television watching, this has been the realist and the feelist. Woman! Oh, man! He took my cat and my ah. movie. That guy was Jack. <laughs> this poem sucks. <laughs>